this episode of Podsicola brought to you by, um, oh, the Gulf Abides uh, under Podsicola is brought to you by Chloe Fury Hair, styling out of Hairdo Pensacola, uh, out of Sweet Betsy's Tattoos. Um, you can find me on Facebook at Hairdo Pensacola or Chloe Fury Hair. Um, you can also book uh, via Instagram. Um, or find our contact number if you're old school and you like talking to people on the phone. Um, this episode also brought to you by uh, Sweet Betsy's Tattoos, uh, by Shantzi Fury Tattoos, um, who is also selling some last-minute holiday gifts uh, and also um, doing pet portrait commissions going into 2021. If you're interested, you can contact him via Shantzi uh, uh, on Instagram or Shantzi Fury Tattoos on Facebook. Um, thanks for listening. You're listening to The Gulf Abides with Shanti Fury and Ryan Eaton. The Gulf Abides with Shanti Fury and Ryan Eaton. The Gulf Abides with Ryan Eaton and Shanti Fury. The Gulf Abides. We did that part already. Let's start the show. Drinking a blackberry bubbly. Mm-hmm. It's delicious. Blackberry, I love the bubbly brand. Those are good. Yeah, I like them. I've got a Tropicalia from North Georgia, or actually there, it might be South Carolina, uh, and, a, and a lovely koozie this evening. Oh, that's nice. Well. Oh, you already hit record. You snuck it on me snuck this time. Snuck it in, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're live. Wow. Live and all settled in. It feels weird to be the sneak E, not the sneaker. Oh, yeah. I like it. Now you're thinking, when did he start it? What have I said? You know? Did I, he, I guard my me? speech carefully, no matter what the Did he get me or did he not? I'm gonna, if you've heard something in the beginning of this podcast that you think is questionable let us know at podscole at gmail.com if they've heard they won't hear anything because i'm the one who edits this (laughs) so that's true no i didn't say anything questionable so our guest is being quiet who's our guest this week i'll introduce our guest this week our guest this week is uh the illustrious chloe fury yeah welcome chloe hi it's me how you doing i'm doing all right okay well that's uh, that's about right. That's honest. Yeah, that's about it. It's 2020, so mm-hmm. what are you going to do? All right's pretty good in 2020. Yep. Yeah. Can't complain. Dude, your tattoo looks good. I'm just... Okay, so this is uh, the best healing, fastest healing tattoo I've ever had. Nice. And cool. I credit the talent of the artist, but also um, I kept that thing on, the Techoderm stuff on for like... For four days without taking it off, like I was supposed to. Usually, I, I quit too early and think it'll be okay, and then, yeah, it's a little dry, but I've been keeping it lubed up with the, you know, go lay down, um, Aquaphor or whatever. Is that what it's called? I left Bunny out. Usually, Bunny's put up for our podcast, but I left her out this time, thinking she'd be nice. And it's gonna be a clicky one. She's roaming around. Bunny, go she's lay down. She's laying down right here. She's being a girl. Good girl. Good girl. My sidekick tonight. It's reindeer's prancing. Oh yeah, this is a Christmas episode. <clears throat> yeah, this is this is our first ever Christmas episode. I don't think we've ever done anything this cr- close to Christmas. 
it's going to come out pretty close to Christmas, right? There's a good chance it'll come out tomorrow. Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow yeah. being Tuesday. I can see that as a possibility. Ryan, it sounds like you have a very tight, perfect window that you can sometimes work on these and push them right out. Otherwise, it just, you get it when you get it. Yeah, that's pretty That's what true. it sounds like. <laughs> well, my life, you know, my life, my life, my life mm-hmm. kind of, uh, the way things fall into place nowadays, like I, Tuesdays and Wednesdays are pretty much my days to do like office stuff. So mm-hmm. I can find time either Tuesday or Wednesday. But usually what really slows me down is anxiety. And I don't mm-hmm. know why. We discussed mm-hmm. this briefly on the last podcast. But um, yeah, sometimes just, I don't know, even simple things feel overwhelming and I just kind of have to pick and choose what I tackle. So I'm sorry that sometimes the podcast takes a backseat. Oh, I don't ever feel like it actually takes you that long, but whenever asked, that's how you describe it. Maybe but, tomorrow, maybe never. <laughs> that's that's about the two options. Uh-huh. I think, the, excuse me, the longest time was two weeks that it took me to do hmm. it, and I feel bad about that. But the last one only took two days, so here's hoping. Mm-hmm. I got all my holiday shopping done, so that's not going to be a problem. That's not going to be oh, cool. anything mm-hmm. to affect me negatively. Can't talk Actually, about it, but I thought I thought okay. So this is a change because you said you guys weren't exchanging presents. Yeah, so we weren't gonna do presents. We both got tattoos, and you know, just keeping things tight because it's twenty twenty. And uh, um, but so I, you know, part of my the thing that really I really love about Christmas is two things that I really love is I love wrapping presents. I'm not great at it, but I find joy and challenge and you know doing it nice and making it look good i even made a bow this year from ribbon from scratch which i was really proud of and uh but yeah we decided to do little gifts our budget was like 50 bucks which means we both spent closer to 100 but you know yeah Mm, just just some stuff to open we're gonna do our own christmas morning stuff and not focus on other people's kids and grandkids and parents and all that stuff and then we'll see the family in the afternoon probably Mm. so yeah just it, it felt like we we had a little tree, and we wanted to have a few little things underneath of it. So I'm happy with our decisions, and I, you know, nothing major, but just fun. Just just the act of Christmas morning. Yeah. No, I love Christmas morning. Mm-hmm. Chloe and I, I don't know if I've talked about this before on the podcast, but Chloe and I do three gifts. Okay. Because the first year we did a lot, and it was just too much. And sure. Mm-hmm. Of, it was a lot of it's stuff. It's unsustainable. Yeah, yeah. I've had those years before, too, with Jen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we decided to just do three gifts, so now we do... You have to be creative because you get you only get three under the tree. Sure, mm-hmm. but then stockings or anything goes in the mm-hmm. stocking. So yep. sometimes the stocking. Mm-hmm. sometimes the stockings get out of control. But we've mostly turned it into a little. Um, it's like going to the Oscars. You get like a little prize <laughs> bag. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, here's nine, 90 samples of, yeah. <laughs> of various things. And you also like. one oddly expensive, valuable, tiny thing tucked yeah. in there somewhere. Sometimes. Maybe, maybe Sometimes. not. Yeah, yeah. We didn't. We have stockings hanging up for all of us, but I haven't. I haven't thought about what to put them in. It'll be mostly candy, I'm sure, just because yeah. that's yeah. how it goes. Mm-hmm. I love those. Uh, do you guys like those Christmas oranges, the chocolate oranges? Oh, it's, I, it's one of my favorite oh. things in the world. They don't really make vegan ones. Oh, that's a bummer. I didn't think about that. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, I brought it up, but I do love no, those. Still, I'm sure one or two is going to end up in. I a still stock. eat them. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You got to have a flex yeah. here and there. I still eat them. Just like the chocolate. Just orange. like it's so hard at Easter time to resist the urge of the Cadbury egg. Yeah, that's a mm. tough one. That's the only Easter can- like that and the. I just love every Reese's iteration of holiday peanut butter cups. Mm-hmm. So if it's shaped like a rabbit or a Christmas tree or an Easter egg or whatever the hell, give pumpkin. it to me. I love yeah, pumpkin. Pumpkins. Yeah. There's just mm-hmm. I like that ratio. The bigger ratio of peanut butter to chocolate. Yes. So, I'm into it. 
Tell us your favorite holiday snack. At you listen to the Candy Chat. Potsicola at gmail.com. Yeah, what's, uh, what do you stuff your stockings with? Somebody write us and tell us. Just let's get a buzz going on Twitter. Yeah. Maybe we'll twit. Tw- tw- Twinned. Oh, you want to tweet, twat about it? Tweet about it? Well, twin to Twitter. Okay, so um, what was the weird holiday tradition that your parents always had with the stocking? What was the strangest thing that always happened in your family as far as stocking stuffers? Um, in my family, yeah. we did. I don't think we did stockings. Uh, we had stockings, but they never had anything in them, or it was just candy and like a toothbrush. It wasn't anything. Yeah, maybe toothbrushes. I feel like the toothbrush, is, toothbrush is pretty common. Never anything good. Cool. Yeah, There's good stuff in there, but nothing big, nothing cool. We didn't do like stockings as a tradition. Right. We had wow. our tradition was the Christmas Eve pajamas thing, which as a kid I, oh, I hated yeah. because oh, yeah. like you get one gift on Christmas and it's going to be flannel pajamas. Pajamas. And then those first oh. few years out of the house. <laughs> Me and Chloe will continue talking while you put bun bun up. Bunny, go to bed. Go to bed. Mm-hmm. She gave him the butt dad eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's but, staying yeah. there without you closing the door. Yeah, mm, she'll she'll probably close it going in. She does that sometimes when she walks in her butt. Go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> Go to bed or Santa won't come. Yeah. Uh-huh. But what, so yeah, we did the pajamas tradition, which I didn't love because I don't wear pajamas anyway. I hate them. But, yeah. Those but first two or three years out of the family's house when, you know, honestly, you could use a new pair of pajamas, but you just haven't gotten the tips for it the last few weeks. <laughs> they come through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I've never been a pajama person either. We didn't do that for Christmas Eve. Sometimes I could open one present on Christmas Eve, but it was usually just something. They usually let me open one of the clothing items. Right. It's never anything exciting. No. But that's okay. It makes the Christmas morning that much more exciting. Christmas morning was hell for me because my mom lived in a different location than me. So we would have to wait for my mom to get there. Oh, yeah. So I would wake up and sometimes it was hours, hours waiting for mom to show up. Well, I didn't have that as a kid, but I have, you know, in the years past with the family, when we were still doing huge Christmas with all the parents, kids, grandkids, and sometimes grandparents at my parents' house. So it was like, okay, it's nine o'clock. I'm up. I've walked over to my parents' place and then, or drove over wherever I'm from, going, coming from, and then it's like, uh, Tim will be here in an hour. We have to, we can't do anything until Tim and the, his kids get here. Right. Like, so that's why we're doing our own thing this year. It's just like, we we'll do what we want when we want to, enjoy our own time yeah. together, and start making our own holiday traditions. That's what it's really about. The Christmas morning timeline is always. So I feel like you can tell a lot about a person's inner psyche based on how their parents treated them on the timeline. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah Give me an example. To, well, I had to wait forever, and, and I feel like now on Christmas morning, I'm, I would just want to go and open the presents because oh, I'm an he's adult up. and I yeah. can. And when yeah. he's up, you're up. We're up. Got to yeah. do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, once I'm awake on Christmas morning, I'm like, hey, are you going to sleep much longer? <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm sure I'll be rolling Jen out of bed with my feet. Uh-huh. Yeah. On Christmas morning. Because I'd like it if you didn't sleep anymore. I'm ready. You can sleep more in 15 minutes. Yeah, can we just tear this paper up, make a mess, and then you can go take a nap. Right. I see Bunny out there looking around her food bowl for some reason. Bunny, go to bed. All right. Go lock her up. Mama's going to lock her up. Ogden, while she's gone, I'll tell you some secrets about what I got her for Christmas. Do it. 
Okay, I got... Oh, she's back. That was quick. I thought I was going to get the inside scoop. Well, something exciting about um, we have to get up and open gifts and then go back to the bedroom to open stockings. And I don't know what that's about. I like that. This is that's new though. That's new. So I'm wondering what could be going on that that would cause that to be. The well, case. maybe not. We can do stockings mm-hmm. in the bed. Oh, I just love. Okay, when the dog realizes that we're up. Oh gosh, she's so cute opening her stocking. So, she's got, only got like five more Christmases left in her. So you know, you gotta maybe. make them count. Maybe. Yeah, last year that was one of the funnest things. Was we got Bunny up in the bed before we even did anything, and we got Bunny's. Uh, stocking down mm-hmm. and then just like opened everything in front of her and she was just going crazy sniffing through shit. everything. I get tennis ball, some kind of peanut butter bone thing. Yeah. Reg, like I said earlier when we were, before we turned the podcast on, I, Reggie just doesn't really play with anything, but we got little tennis balls, the baby mm-hmm. size ones, so that he'll play with because he'll play with them for like a couple minutes if he can actually get them in his mouth and chew on them. Yeah. But he's so small, he can't do a regular size one. So. We're hoping for 10 to 15 minutes of fun and joy out of that That's gift it. before it, uh, That's it. Before we just give him a begging strip and send him on his way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, any other family tradition? Like, what do you do later in the day on Christmas? Or do you have any, like, specific... Like, my dad growing up cooked one day a year, and that was Christmas, and he made... Nice. Ham and cheese omelets on Christmas morning. You say nice. It is nice. He's never going to listen to this, so I'm not going to hurt his feelings. <laughs> but man, do I, do I never want to eat another ham and cheese omelet in my life. It's just Damn. not something I care about. Now, this year he's making a, a, like a beef tenderloin or something, and we're going over there at lunchtime. So that'll probably be a little bit better at wow. least. Wow, 2020. Shaking it up. He loves those beef tenderloins. It's like a it's like an old person flex to, mm-hmm. to be able to buy a tenderloin. Um and I was like, I can help you cook it. I'll, I'll do the sous, I'll sous vide it. We'll make it perfect and all that stuff. And he was like, No, I'm doing it. I was like, All right, <laughs> I'll go fuck myself. You're a pretty good meat master. I don't think there are many more meat. Well, he was, his makers. thing is always like, Oh, we just want to do this thing for you. It's, it's impossible to explain to them that I love doing that kind yeah, of stuff. Like letting me do yeah, it would be. Can I put some pecan wood in the grill? And can we just like can we hit this thing with some real love? But mm. no, it's okay. Too much. I'll, it, you know. Christmas has always been as much about my parents as it has been about the kids because they love the reactions, they love the giving, and they love providing and whatever else. So, Mark, if you're listening, let the boy do the. <laughs> he did uh, to his credit. He bought. Uh, I don't know if you guys. I didn't know this until this year, but all the major grocery chains at Christmas time do pr- uh, prime rib roasts, bone-in prime rib roasts, rib roasts for super cheap. So, um, you know. Uh, a beef rib roast is normally like twelve ninety nine to fifteen ninety nine a pound, but this is five ninety nine a pound, so it's an excellent wow. value. Wow! So he yeah. bought one of those and called me, and he's like, "I'm in your driveway. Come look at this thing I got." And so I go out there, and there's this you know eighteen inch long ribeye steak, basically with bones still in it and stuff. And so he's like, "What should I do with this?" And I said, "You should give it to me, and I'll bring it over to you for dinner tomorrow night when it's ready." Yeah. So and he let me, and it was perfect and fun and an interesting challenge. I've never done a primary bros because i can't ever afford one but then i bought one for myself when i saw how cheap they were that's good yeah one time i was with mikey mike rainey and um he he was at uh (laughs) i forget where we were we were at oh okay there was like a little puerto rican uh grocery store next door to ocala tattoo for a while and um we walked over there and he got this lamb leg leg of like leg lamb. of lamb yeah. and it was supposed to be 
like 60 bucks or something like that. But they had moved the decimal point on the scale. Yeah. So it rang up at like $6.24 or something like that. <laughs> Mikey, Mikey must have flipped his Mikey lid. being Mikey was yeah. like, I'm not going to walk away from this leg of lamb nope. for $6. Nope. You're so not going to tell anybody either. So he bought the leg of lamb and uh, he even asked him like, is this the right price? I don't know. You know, he didn't want to be dishonest or whatever, but he was just like, really, I remember him being like, he felt like he was kind of getting over on the store even even more for Mikey than he's used to. Yeah. Well, in my opinion, that is always... They let him have it, though. Yeah. He I mean, walked out with that thing. Well, the grocery store can take the hit, and it was their mistake. It's like you can't walk in and see a price on the shelf and then expect to be charged something else at the register. So right. I've had a couple of things that were still marked at sale prices before when they shouldn't have been or something. And so I've had a couple of... Look at that. Floating magic can. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I've had a few... Not Never a deal that good. That's pretty cherry, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Can't turn it down a six dollar leg of lamb. <clears throat> what I was gonna say, for all you know, this is a, a grocery store that Mikey is very, you know, he frequents and is close. Sure, with, he spends plenty of money there. Yeah, close know. with owners and everything. Mikey <laughs> learns the language of every right. international food market owner that he goes to meet. So, so cool, yeah. cool and admirable. He's I was... spent that money there since then. He's, right, he's, they've gotten their due. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, it's still there that store. Nice. It's a nice store. They had a little hot bar section. You could go get Puerto Rican rice and dishes beans and, and yeah, plantains yeah. and stuff. Yeah, Chicken. pork and ri- I used to get pork and rice pork. and plantains. Simple and tasty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. So it's t- the twenty twenty wrap up. What happened in twenty twenty that was notable? Anything? I don't really remember anything that big of a deal happening. I know it was pretty normal. I know that the um, Meghan Merkel left the royal family. I remember that. Was there a divorce? No. Just she just, her. like, said, I'm not part of this nonsense anymore? Her and Harry? Yeah. Oh, they both did, right? Yeah. yeah. Kind of. I don't follow royal family stuff. Yeah. Much. Me neither. Something <laughs> about that. I just saw, I was looking at a list of things that happened in 2020 Oh, you got your notables and, pulled up. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Australian bushfires. That was this year. Oh, my God. Remember the, the That was three years. years ago, actually. I don't know if you remember, but <laughs> I think you're wrong about that. That was terrible. Yeah, it's the year started on fire and, you know, mm-hmm. fire, plague, famine, mm-hmm. racial injustice, despotic leaders. What else we got? I mean, it's been a, it's been a wild... Kobe wild Bryant died. Oh. Yeah, that was before the pandemic, too. Someone said it all started with that chaotic, evil uh, television show, the dating show. Huh. Chauncey, you watched it. The Circle? No, The Circle was a darling, entertaining show. <laughs> What was that one with the couples? Oh, all right, guys, my bad. 90 Day Fiance. 90 Day Fiance? No, yes. That was later in the year, I thought. No, Steve. It was before that one. It was the couples who got engaged. Mm. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't remember it, but it was chaotic and evil, and I couldn't even watch it when you were watching it. Whereas The Circle, I could at least enjoy without knowing what the characters were up to the circle was the one where they all lived in an apartment building but nobody ever got to see each other uh-huh. so they were some of them were catfishes and some of them were real people oh. but they all interacted the same and you had to figure out if that person was real or fake mm-hmm. you didn't know until sometimes ever interesting it's a strange concept i don't watch any dating shows it's just not a uh, mm-hmm. genre of television that 
I've ever gotten into. Chauncey gets into a little uh, uh, reality TV drama here and there. I like uh, I like cooking show stuff. L- Love is blind. Love is blind. Oh. The one that was. I saw that. I saw that title, and I just assumed it was about blind blind people dating. <laughs> yeah, that's why well, I thought of the circle when she said it because they in Love is Blind they also talked through the wall. Okay. And then got to pick somebody, and then after that, they took them all to a resort and filmed what happened after. After they coupled up? Breakdowns. Okay. Yeah. Meltdowns. Interesting. Well, and something about them all getting engaged very early. Like, you could only see your partner if you decided to get married or something. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a weekend and people are popping the question. Oh, gosh, man. To a person they've never seen. So that's how we started the year. How do you think, how horrible do you think those people's lives end up being on these shows? I mean, you're at least. You never hear about stuff working out. Right? I think one of them no. has. I think one has. Out of how many, though? That's my like point. Nine, <laughs> one in a thousand. Nine or something. Like I mean, across all dating shows, you know, mm-hmm. there's just never that many people where it really works out. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think. Well, I hope they got their money. Well, I think they just want, they got what they wanted, their time in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just all fine actors. If that's true. Yeah. <laughs> right, they're all um, getting sponsored and stuff. They're fine. YouTube influencers now. Mm-hmm. Actors want to be on TV, so a lot of those reality shows are full of fledgling actors. Mm. Right, people who are working, working like in bars and restaurants and just waiting for their break kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't doubt it. That's fine. Everybody, to each their own. As we talked about last episode, it's not for me, but if that's what people, how people want to do their thing, I guess mm. that's okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so other notable things in 2020. Let's see. You know what I was thinking about tonight? What? And... I, you know, I was thinking, um, and maybe it's just the Christmas spirit finally taking hold on me, but I was just trying to think of things that I really enjoyed about 2020. Um, we just went outside to the driveway and saw that, uh, the Jupiter and Saturn, Fantastic. um, anomaly, because how they're real close together for the first time in 800 years. Conjunction. conjunction? The great conjunction. Right. So like stuff like that, that, you know, I've really appreciated, a, you know, breaks in the crazy. I, I know it's not the same kind of thing, but I really got a kick out of seeing i got to see starlink one time oh yeah and that was really impressive and and you know yeah. for a man-made wonder kind of a thing i'm very proud of our starlink story it was really truly miraculous Ooh, do tell it was just bizarre and insane we were in the backyard at uh, luke and shane's house and we were setting up for a uh, social distance friendly um a screening of a movie or something because luke has his projector right so setting up waiting uh and i saw these things going one by one across the sky like these huge lights and i see one and two and three and four and five and they just kept coming and there was like 20 of them and i was like shanzi what the hell and shanzi was like what the hell and we spent a good two minutes going what the hell everyone come out here and no one would come out and we were just watching them go across the sky completely bewildered and then once everyone came out I think Luke did see him for um, a few seconds as well, but it was um, so inexplicable when you first see them Without and you any have reference. and you don't have the context. Yeah. You forget because I had been seeing stuff and hearing news it stories. Like, it looked like what I can only imagine what it looked like if spaceships started flying off of a bigger ship. Right when you've seen a movie when like <laughs> yeah. the little tiny ones come out of the big one, yeah, yeah. it was unreal. in formation. Yeah, and like, I, and I do fighters. remember. Actually, Shane and Luke have both told me about the same thing, and they were both <clears throat> very impressed by it as well. It was wild. But you guys saw it earlier than I did. I think you saw it a couple of weeks before I did. So the thing about Starlink is they were gaining orbital altitude 
as they were as time went by. So oh. I think we saw one of the last viewings where they were going to be clearly visible, but they were farther apart than when you you guys oh. saw them. So they were like. I don't know, maybe... So if you're looking at the moon, let's say a full moon in the sky, it was probably 10 full moons between each one. So it was 65 of them, and it took like, you know, 10 minutes for them all to go by. It was super neat. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. That's I would have cool liked too. to see them closer closer together, but because I saw lots of pictures of like when they were just like side by side, mm-hmm. and that was probably pretty yeah. awesome to watch. Yeah. But it it was, was like a little trail of crazy. beads or something. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was cool, and you know... I don't know. I've, I've seen acts of human kindness and I've seen people coming together for stuff. And as much as we can focus on all the negative things that happened this year and how the people who, you know, didn't behave the way we thought they should. I just thought, you know, I don't know. I was feeling good tonight. Like, it's nice to know that there's still there's still good things, even when mm-hmm. there's lots and lots and lots of bad things piling up. And we right. need to focus on the bad things so that we can help right the ship. But it's also important to... Focus on the good. And look that's your up. holiday message from Ryan. Yeah, look up, look up. Look up, there you go. That's mm-hmm. a good slogan for 2020. Yeah. You know, strange. Another thing that happened was that, remember that Kim Jong-un death rumors? <laughs> yeah. Forgot all about that. Oh, yeah. Man. He's still alive, right? Or do we not even know still? We um, never really know. In August, a South Korean official claimed all the appearances were faked and that he was in a vegetative state. So. Right, I remember that. So for August. all we know, he's in a coma or something. Yeah. It's it's so hard for me to wrap my head around, especially with p- places like North Korea or Russia or China, where we're told there's so much dif- disinformation. I know the U.S. is full of disinformation, too, so I'm not singling them out necessarily. But just like, I guess, especially with North Korea, as tight-lipped mm-hmm. as they are about everything, yes. you, I don't know, have any idea. Kim Jong-un could be dead for 20 years, or he could be drinking a margarita right now it doesn't right. there's no way for me to really know there's so much not you know, only fake stuff that can happen and, mm-hmm. and you know as good as the what's that technology with the faces um deep fakes are as oh, good as yeah. deep fakes are for us we can do them on our phone with an app mm-hmm. so what can the korean government or the american government do with it that's even better that we can't even fathom you know what I mean? sure and you know the american government is pretty firmly committed to uh, misunderstanding. So unprofessional. I'm sorry, guys. I turned my phone volume off. Um, they're the American government is pretty firmly committed to misunderstanding the Korean government. So we truly, you know, what the yeah. hell? We have no idea. Yeah, and it's hard. You know, I, I have to I feel like I have to pick and choose what to even ex, uh, you know, expend thought energy on mm-hmm. because some things it's like there's no way to actually know this thing so maybe i should just focus on the things that i can get my head around a little bit better why focus on the mistreatment of north korean people when there's no way that you have any access to treating those people better or getting the north korean government to when there's people doing as bad here I as don't. 2020 showed yeah. us i don't so. who was it that somebody went and sat down with saddam hussein like a celebrity or a sports figure in the 90s like de-escalated in a really bad situation by just going and visiting Saddam Hussein. So I believe that one person can make a change. I just don't believe it's me. So I make yeah. changes on my on the small scale whenever I can, but that's my... Who was the basketball player who went to North Korea? I don't remember. Oh, Dennis, Dennis Rodman. Rodman. Dennis Rodman. His buddies with Kim Dennis Rodman. Rodman can do it. <laughs> yeah, maybe he can. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I, I, I just see. saw something about it. it was, I'm sure it was in all of our algorithms this week. <laughs> Every time I... Talk to somebody about a new show I've been watching. They're like, "Yeah, we're watching it too." I'm like, oh, that's because we're all we're all being 
got the same content. Mm -hmm. This is my echo chamber. I'll do with it what I please. Be careful about tapping the table, babe. <gasps> oh That's gosh. a table tapper. Ooh. We didn't get to have the conversation with you about the table You tapping. have it with everyone else. I'm sitting in the other room. You could, you do it to them, but not me. I just assumed you would have heard. You're always exactly in my eyeline, sort of. <laughs> Precisely. That's all right. You know now. So cut it out. Oh, and now I'm tapping my leg. It's, tapping um, your leg is bad, but not as bad. All right. I was going to say, it's it's come to my oh, attention. Muhammad Ali. That's what oh. it was. Yeah. yeah. He went and talked to wow. Saddam Hussein, and does it say what he did, he was, what he de-escalated? He secured the release of 15 U.S. hostages okay. in Iraq. That's right. Wow. That's so, big shit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, celebrities, Roy Jones, if you're out there, yeah, you know. do what you can do. We know you've got some swing with them dictators. Do what you can do. Dictators. Swing with them dictators. Swinging dictators. Swinging with them dictators. That's my uh, my Western swing album. Yeah. With, <laughs> listen, I'd listen to that album. I'm very into it. Athens, Georgia. I'd like to make a correction, a retraction from my earlier statement about Tropicalia. I couldn't remember if it was Athens or... Um, what, what's that one in North Carolina? That A city in North Carolina. Mm. Asheville. Asheville. So, Tropicalia is from Creature Comforts in Athens, Georgia, and it's a fantastic beer. This episode is brought to you by Creature Comforts. Creature Comforts in Ash. No, Athens. Athens, Georgia. Yep. You can only get it in that area, too. I think. I don't. Well, I rarely see it anywhere farther south than Atlanta. But anyway, that's oh. off topic. Sorry. Oh. <clears throat> but we had to go to Atlanta for bottles um, last week and. So we always make a stop somewhere and try to mask up and stay six feet apart and grab some of our Atlanta goodies that we like. How's Atlanta doing? Well, it really depends on where you're at. So we go, we went to two places. We went to the Trader Joe's in Sandy Springs, um, which is um, they had uh, they were keeping a counter at the door. There was a line, and everybody was spaced six feet apart, and everybody was required to have masks. And they were, as people would come out, they'd let another person in, that kind of thing. So it was, they kept the store pretty, it's always busy in there, but it wasn't, in, it was Christmas time and it wasn't any busier than a regular day that we've ever been there in the past. So we just got in, grabbed our usual goods and got out. But then when you get outside of the city limits into places like Cartersville, Georgia, which is where the warehouse is, where we get our bottles, mm -hmm. there's never a mask in sight. There's a gas station up there that we refill at, and, you know, that's another thing where we just, like, don't even go in anymore uh, if we can avoid it. Dang. Um, just because no masks, and, of course, I don't know if it's me projecting or not, but I always feel like I'm getting a side eye just for wearing a mask, mm. so. Not going to go somewhere that I feel that way. Yeah, and I, well, and it happens here in Pensacola as much as it happens in, in that town, too, so. I've had, you know, we've had friends who have told me stories about, I don't walk downtown anymore, for anything, I don't go to I don't go to bars and restaurants if I can avoid it, and I do deliveries and stuff. But not at night, I've heard friends that decided to go to a bar downtown and walk to get there, getting scoffed at for wearing a mask while they're walking, and just people literally jeering at them in the streets <laughs> and stuff like, mm -hmm. are "You wearing a mask?" And it's like, "Yeah, man, mm -hmm. people are dying. Death, the rates are up." Oh gosh. So. Yep. Couldn't do it. Did you hear? Uh, uh, you guys familiar with the DeSantis thing that's been going on with this whistleblower lady? Um, his uh, vendetta against her and yeah. the truth. Well, that, um, to, to be sure. But also, she 
you know, so they, they did the thing where she came out and said the numbers weren't being accurately reported, and she started accurately reporting them, got fired, and then recently she's still been reporting these numbers mm-hmm. because she it's all public information, right. just not being reported properly by our Florida government. Right. Well, so they raided her house, and today it was found that the raid was illegal, mm-hmm. that there was no grounds for it, there was no court order, that they, that DeSantis or whoever just sent his goons in and yes. with at gun you know took her family at gunpoint and took Correct. her outside. I don't believe they even actually confiscated anything. I think they No, they did. Took they got her, her laptop, she said. Okay. I saw her statement about that. But yeah, yeah, so they but whatever the case is, it's just like Still. and it you know, that was that whole and thing the, about the numbers mm-hmm. mysteriously dropped in Florida in this mm-hmm. perfect little bubble window around the election where like the reporting of the numbers dipped really really low during the, the run-up to the election. Right. And then after the election, the numbers got normal again. Mm-hmm. Not normal, but back up high where they were. And it's just like there's obvious fuckery going on yeah. in our local governments. and Absolutely. The reporting of, of the cases and I mean, so that much should misinformation. Be, that should be infuriating for any citizen, the fact that the governor told police to go to this lady's house and take her possessions. Right. Aside because from the courts, my Trump outside of the courts, my Trump voting Republican parents are mad about it. Good. So, and I said, you know, don't vote for this guy again. It doesn't matter. Yeah. If you think that the blue guy is going to be bad for whatever stupid reason, you've got a corrupt guy in the office. Don't vote for him again. Right. Yes, I <sighs> I, I hope that twenty twenty has done more work to help people connect um, their voting record to the misbehavior of. Our current yeah. and former political officials. I think it's uh, mm-hmm. it's it's helping. Like I feel like my dad doesn't understand that he's a secret liberal right now. Like everything right. we talk about when he's upset about it, except for you know always being always acting like Nancy Pelosi is the only reason the stimulus is going through. That's his main <laughs> thing. But other than that, everything he's upset about, I'm like gently trying to be like, yeah, dude, this is the people yeah. that you like. They're they're the ones doing this. They're the ones spreading misinformation. Oh. And he watched a friend of his die horribly of COVID this summer. Mm. And it's like, yeah. so he's been super careful about COVID and, you know, not an anti-masker, always wears a mask when he goes out, very cautious, gets pissed off when other people aren't wearing masks. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he doesn't get the correlation that, that, that the misinformation is coming from the side that he... Is back is giving power to right yeah and so I try to just get those little snippets and those little wedges that in two years when there's another you know we get two years till you know what's well, the Senate's in two years right yeah gubernatorial Gu- gubernatorial and Senate will be in two years and hopefully by then <laughs> a gubernatorial they put the guber gubernatorial, gubernatorial yeah. for sure Lord. <laughs> but anyway the calls coming from inside the house man whoa <laughs> that's the scariest story when you're a kid yeah. <laughs> I threw up one time at a scary story. Do you guys want to hear that story? Yeah. Yes. I was a kid, and we were in rural Maine visiting my um, cousin and aunt and uncle. And I, it was just me there for whatever reason. I think my parents dropped me off, and then went somewhere else with the rest of the kids. And uh, my cousin was like, let's camp in the backyard. And it's Ooh. August in Maine, so it's beautiful outside in the evenings. Yeah. Um, we take a tent 100 yards from the house right at the line where they stopped cutting the grass kind of a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, cause they had a big piece of property and his, my aunt comes out and she's got the flashlight under her face, like traditional scary story stuff, making her look all spooky. And yeah. she tells that story of the, um, the man with the hook hand in the window. She yeah. tells that classic, you know, tale. And I freaked 
out and just like got so upset that I literally vomited in the yard wow. for being so scared about this story because that guy could have been in the yard. We don't know. Sure. Where because she's I'm sure she told it in a way where it's like it was one time on the street just There's over a guy there. Around yeah, here. Yeah, he's still out there, that kind of thing. And I was oh, like no. So we put the tent in the living room and that's how the night ended. <laughs> so Wow. Yeah. I guess those cousins that. don't talk to me anymore. For whatever Aww. reason, so it's definitely that. Adam, 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 if you're listening, let's reconnect, buddy. I'm not scared of those stories anymore. Let's talk. Dude, I got. I remember getting freaked out about the blueprint man at a sleepover at the church. Somebody came up with the idea of this guy that lived in the church, okay, like and would kidnap children and keep them in the the weird parts of the church, like the attics and the behind the walls and stuff, right. And it freaked me out pretty bad. I've never heard this lore before. Was it a real thing, like a big lore, or was it just something specifically made up for you? I've heard other people talk about it. I think there was. I think it was at least an urban legend he had heard from somewhere. But yeah, it was the idea that a man that used to work in the blueprint offices of the down at the mayor's office or whatever. He, he just knew all these churches like the back of his <laughs> oh, hand. Oh, because he had the blueprints. Okay, I'm putting the, the pieces blueprints. together. Yeah, I like this. The I like this. Man. The blueprint man. <laughs> Yeah, he had the blueprints of the church, so he he could sneak around in the church, and you'd never know he I was there. I think I've heard in Unsolved Mysteries about him. Because our church was, <laughs> I don't know how every church is, but like at our church, it was a really big church they had built onto another older church. Right. So there were all kinds of places where you could walk like on the old church's roof, still inside of the new church. Oh, yeah, like where they built it, the, yeah, over the old yeah, roof and where stuff. they overlapped yeah, and that's stuff. That's interesting. They ha- I have that at my house. Yeah. I was actually working on a leak today where my old roof is underlapped by my new roof. and Damn. Yeah. But anyway. Damn. Uh, but yeah, my, I grew up in the church because my dad was a music pastor and we were always going to church three or four times a week like, you know, the typical Bible belters. But um, so I knew all the nooks and crannies in a couple of the churches that I went to and I loved yeah. I loved knowing the little I feel spots. like I knew more than anybody else what was going on in that church. And the fact that there was somebody that was like even sneakier than me was Terrifying. scary. Yeah. He's got the plans. He you were projecting. You don't know. Yeah. yeah. Actually. That's true. Maybe I am the blueprint man. Oh, no. No. We've, okay. Maybe I'll be. Chloe, can I talk to you over here for a second? <sighs> we needed to start an Unsolved Mystery podcast. <laughs> and I think we've got our first story. Yes, yes. We're going to start. The blueprint man. Collecting that would be snippets. fun actually to do like a little like a fake uh mm-hmm. you know oh yeah uh what, what do they call them true crime podcast yeah. about like urban legends but where you make it crime seem really real expose yeah. or something false crime podcast i like that That's false a good name. crime guys you never know what's going to happen in 2021 be on the lookout for new shows oh my gosh yeah we might pop a new show onto the uh, old podsicola hopefully we'll keep doing old shows <laughs> keep up with it we had a little it's a couple of little lulls this year. Yeah. I don't think it's that big of a... you guys jumping back on the show. Well, yeah. It had been years before that, so we took a few weeks off here and there. Not we... years. It was a few months. It was 2017 before... And I'm saying before we started doing it again this year. I think the last time we podcasted before 2020 was 2018 or 2017. No way. Really? Mm-hmm. I think so. No freaking way. No freaking way. No freaking we took a long way. break. We'll, we'll look it up, but yeah. Anyway... Um, we're back for now. I can't believe that. Well, you can find out in like 10 seconds on your Apple iTunes yeah. app. And tell us after the... look this up. Yeah, look it up and tell the people the truth. Break the story, Ooh. as it were. While you do that, we'll do this. Mm-hmm. Chloe, mm-hmm. what do you do for a living? I do hair. 
Is, uh, so you, how long have you been doing hair? Well, I've been doing hair since I was 20, professionally. How old are you now? Oh, I just turned 28. Oh, oh are we not allowed to ask that still? I thought it was... No, okay. no, you're allowed. It's that I'm just having this strange relationship with time that it just yeah. actually shocks me to say that I'm 28. Um, it's so odd to, to be almost 30. Jen just turned 30 this year. Yeah, weird. I remember turning 30. I liked turning 30. I felt like 30 was like... For me, I was, you know, it was kind of aimless back then, and I felt like 30 was a good, like... This is it. It's a new decade. I got. I can do whatever I want. I was kind of coming into the idea that I've always been kind of the jack of all trades, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So like, I was coming to this idea that I could do whatever I wanted, and there was yeah. no limits as far as. I mean, a lot of that's privilege, I'm sure. But for me, it was just like, okay, I'm here. I'm 30. I can make it what I want to make it to some right. to some degree. And like I think your, I've done an okay job of that. Yeah. So don't be afraid of 30. It's, I'm not necessarily afraid either. It's a very strange feeling. I'm not yeah. afraid of it. Ah. Uh, somebody told me 30 was the new 20. And I was like, oh, cool. I believe oh, yeah. that. I'm sure. 20 was fun, so I can do that again. Yeah, I think I think 30 is the new 20 as like, um, like, like maybe 20 was cool in like the 70s, you know? Or, yeah. Geez, I don't know. You could buy a house or something like that. I don't know uh, about, I don't know what do I want now. from 30. I don't know if I'm more worried about everything that I've done leading. I think I am more worried about everything I've done leading up to 30 versus what happens after. That I'm not really too worried about. I'm excited for that. But, you know, you just makes you look back and tally things up and go, I don't know, you know? Yeah. Just, ooh, I don't know. Well, as a man who's got a little experience in that, don't be so worried about what's in the past. Correct. Just keep moving forward. Yeah. I, You know, there's all those things that come up on the internet where it's like, Colin Quinn didn't get his start on SNL until he was 54. Keep trucking, uh, keep on trucking, that kind of thing. And I, I feel that about myself sometimes. I mean, wow. I feel like I've fallen into my niche with my own endeavors in my 30s. So Yeah. Yeah. Man, remember when Colin Quinn was the hottest thing on Comedy Central? Yeah. He had like two or three shows at one point. Yeah, he was for a minute there. Barely. The golden yeah. child. Yeah, he was huh. like well. The golden man. Revered. Adult. The golden adult man. Do you think Colin Quinn is the blueprint man? Oh, maybe. <laughs> and you were right. We were podcasting in 2018. 2018. And then uh, we did like two or three in 2018, but most of them were in 2017. Yeah. So and then took 2020 a years off. Did we come, I guess we came back in 2020 because of the pandemic. Yeah. 2018 was conveniently when my business started and things were crazy for me. And then 2020 somehow is when at least my day-to-day work life slowed down a little bit. So yeah. it afforded us the opportunity to get back at it a bit. Mm-hmm. So thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging in there for that two-year hiatus. Yeah, man. If you missed us, let us know at podsacola at gmail.com <laughs> or on the Twitter at podsacola. Uh I have had a couple of nice uh, messages from friends who are listening again and, uh, you know, talking about the episodes. So that's always nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to um, keep going. We were talking about taking a break. Yeah, a little holiday break into the new year a little bit. Get some things settled and yeah, figure out some new formats and directions and yeah, some new come cre- back strong. Yeah, creative Just guests. Rejuvenate the creative juices. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, you're a juice man. I'm a juice man. I'm a juice man. Can you scat? I can't scat. You're scatting right now. You did it. So you've been doing hair since you were 20. You're 20 now. And do you still enjoy it? You know, I do. And 
I don't know. I I think I've heard of some some of my peers transitioning into other careers mm-hmm. recently, and um and I thought, wow, man, I've been doing this for a while for, um, coming up on here soon a decade. Yeah. And I'm still into it, but I think I'm into it for different reasons. The, that that it, has been the kind of change and yeah. the, the sea change for you is just yeah. What excites you about it's it? It's such a it's it's a it's a creative outlet. There's there's very um, there's a lot of different routes you can take in hair. Mm-hmm. You know, it sounds like it's a very particular thing, but there's so many different ways you can come at it. So before I used to, I think it was more about me and um, doing creative things and being. Um, I don't know, uh, getting in the competitive artistic side of sure. hair styling. Um, but now it's more about making people feel good. And I know that sounds so silly, but just like making somebody's day a little bit better in the next few weeks of their life a little less stressful. Sure. Um, because and I, I think 2020 has made me kind of um, see where hair doing fits into other people's lives. Yeah, I, for, from, a per, from the perspective of a person on the other side of the chair, I've never, you've never done my hair, but just in general, when I well, go to get my hair done, wild. we should do it sometime. But uh, I, I do. It's some of the best days are the days when I go and get cleaned up and, mm-hmm. you know, don't have to worry about my hair for a few weeks. And, yeah. you know, just feel, you always feel fresh and clean and you smell nice when you leave the barber or the salon or whatever. And, yeah. Get that, that like aftershave that, or that, what is it, hot, that tonic on the back of that your hair. That and the hot, uh, the hot towel hot, hot lather mm-hmm. hot lather neck shave which yeah. is why i go see justin at white's because mm-hmm. he's uh Ooh. he's always my guy for that <clears throat> him and nick mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it's a good experience yeah something about that that transformative experience and not just the one that happens that day it literally is just just a weeks after that life is like slightly less stressful yes so that's cool you feel um, good look good feel good as, yeah. as mark Wahlberg says yeah, so I'm trying to use, I'm trying to actually, so so I am at this place in my career, maybe it's the conjunction or something, but where I'm trying to use hair, the trade that I know, and understand as a vehicle for other things that I care about, that mm-hmm. I did not know I cared so much about until 2020, which would be um, mutual aid and community care, um, whether that be through feeding, through um, things like self-care and hygiene, uh, so it's kind of cool um, seeing what I can do, how I can stretch this medium that I know. Feeding, feeding who? Emotionally Anybody. feeding or hungry people? Physically feeding. Well, um, I think physically. So um, you know, using my money that I make sure. behind the chair and redistributing that to people who actually are going out, um, and redistributing um, food and resources to people. Okay. Um, whether that's collecting resources in the salon or... Um, yeah, like can drives and stuff like that. Do you guys do yeah. that, a little bit of that? Well, yeah. I, well, let me think. I'm trying to think if we've done can drives with hairdo. We've done blood drives. Um, I think we've done a canned food drive in the past. But you're yeah. saying your work allows you the ability to kind of find ways to give back to the community through yeah. your salon or through your personal yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Didn't you just get... A bunch of samples for something yes, like that. Yes, I um I convinced my boss to use our uh, our Paul Mitchell points through the Paul Mitchell system website from um all of our um, regular throughout the year uh, transactions, the things we buy. Um, we had some points floating around, so I got a bunch of samples. So I'm gonna figure out a nice way to get those to people who need 
one night of clean and conditioned hair. Sure. Um, so I'm not really sure exactly what organizations I want to get in touch with or if that's just something I'd like to keep on a more simple level. Um, Distributing is UC Fit. So, so that's another thing I'm kind of at war with inside of my head is guerrilla style um, mutual aid, which is just taking it upon your own hands when you see somebody who sure. looks like they could use um, a snack, $2, uh, some shampoo, or if, if maybe I should take it to the next level and do something that's maybe a little more impactful, a little more targeted, and get involved with organizations. So yeah. that's tough because it almost feels like doing things on a simpler level. It's direct, but it also seems like it feeds the ego and I'm having to reckon with that. Yeah. I have to, I deal with that anytime I do any kind of good deed or giving or anything like that. You always, yeah. I always try to like, I don't like, I don't ever broadcast it. I don't try to do that, but you know, right. I think there's this thing and it's, it's in us. This whole idea of there's no such thing as a selfless act because mm-hmm our brain chemicals when you hand somebody a dollar or whatever you do for somebody to be nice to them you get a, a brain tingle from that there's a there's a you know a good feeling sure. so yeah i think the biggest thing that i've come to grips with is that just don't tell people what you do because that's self-serving yes just do what you think is right to help others in the moment yes. and enjoy the little dopamine drip you get from it mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. make it a thing that's just for you and right. for them and then also, I am trying to find the line between that, between between being humble, but also um, kind of showing people that it's really easy to help others. That's fair. Like yeah. kind of just going, hey, I do this and it ain't nothing. It's yeah. very simple. Um, it's no sweat off my back. It's ridiculous and not worth being proud over. And you should do it too. Yeah. <laughs> so that's been it's my It's just angle. <laughs> a basic act of human kindness that we can all do. It's very simple. I think and you're right. People yeah. do sometimes need to be reminded of that. Yeah. So that's one thing, but I do try to make sure that uh, I'm not serving myself more than um, I'm attempting to serve others uh, right now and going forward. So that's kind of cool. So if anyone has ideas um, on on people I should talk to. Um, uh, yeah, I miss Father Nathan Monk's shelter. We used to help out with him a lot. Correct. Yeah, we done some like well, DKC did some stuff with him yes. once. Yeah. Yeah. Now there are, there are some people in town. Um, I know there is a. Um, what is it? The Alfred Washburn Center has um, all sorts of different people who volunteer with them, but I'm not I'm not too close with um, um, the management over there. But uh, that might be somewhere I'd like to start doing like pop ups, doing like oh like cut, cut days, yeah. get people cleaned up for yeah. job interviews Cutting, and things like that, um, whatever, just yeah. to feel good. Something very simple, and that is way better. I mean, look, one night of clean hair is cool, but if I can um, start giving haircuts where they're needed for people who need to, like you said, look awesome for their job interview or what have you, um, I would like to do that. Or a court appearance or right. just so that they feel good when they're right. sleeping wherever they're sleeping. I mean, yeah, it's, Maybe it's so, little things that yeah. we don't ha- we take for granted about yeah. how much a haircut can mean to somebody. I've seen right. so many videos online where, you know, this homeless person or that homeless person and I gave him a haircut and, you know, just, even if it's like, I, I, there's a guy that I frequently see on my route home and I say hey to him every once in a while and um, he said, it's okay if you don't have any money, just, you can always nod and smile. Oh. And that, that makes my day and I'm just wow. like, all right, man. That, that's, it was such a, it's such a simple, it's not like some huge revelations, but it's like, I'm, I'm a guy who sometimes just like head down or pretend like I'm playing on my phone because mm-hmm. I don't, have anything to give and I don't want to you know that guilt but I think that people need to know that you still see them yes as much as they need your dollar or whatever 
That too. So. Just the validation that they're another human out there living. Yeah. And, and yeah, sometimes. I'm trying to be better about that. It's still hard because I feel bad and guilty right. that I don't, can't give or whatever to them at that moment. But, um, yeah, that's a relatable feeling. I feel like, uh, I feel like I help people that I know a lot, but not so much people that I don't know. And it's something I need to work on in myself. But it's, I mean, but you're helping people, you're helping. So that's even. Good. But yeah, I feel like uh, somebody, one of our friends posted a thing today about um, giving that I, I thought was really interesting. And it was just an anecdote about some guy who asks somebody for 50 bucks for medicine and the guy gives it to him. And his kid says, Dad, why'd you do that? He's probably going to spend it on drugs or alcohol. And the guy says, it's not my responsibility. What what he does with the money is, a, is an implication of his character. What I do with my money is an implication of mine. So, mm-hmm. And I've always felt that it's not my, like people who want to police people in need right. based on, oh, well, they're going to spend it on drugs or alcohol or they're just going to get drunk or they're going to whatever. It's, to me, it doesn't matter. Yes. It's it's the act of giving is saying, you obviously need something and yes. I'm willing to, even if even if you spend it on booze, that's well, your thing. And I, booze you know. is cheaper than, you know, three uh, therapist visits. So, yeah. you know, you're not going to get much done without more than two or three, let's be honest. Yeah. So, yeah, booze is a lot cheaper for someone who is... Um, Unhoused. And Lakeview is not a great place for the people I who are underprivileged. I hear more and more about that. You heard it here. Lakeview folks. is terrible. Oh. Shanti has a way better story than I do. I've never, it. I've never been in the experience of Lakeview. I've never um, gotten to experience what it's like. But I tried to go, and one time when I was having a bad day, I went to Lakeview, and I was like, "Hey, I'm having a really bad day. I don't know what to do, or how to go about it." And the lady handed me a piece of paper, didn't say a word to me, handed me a piece of paper with a phone number on it that said, to make an appointment, call blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I, I felt like destroying the building. Yeah. Like, I walked out of that room with hate in my heart. Yeah. Because I was like, this is fucking ridiculous, man. I'm sitting here at a mental health facility telling them that I need mental health help. And they hand me a piece of paper to make an appointment to call. Yeah. It was just so heartless. I was having issues with anxiety last year, and uh, I, you know, don't have a ton of money, so I was going to see what the kind of offerings I get there, and I had to make it, I knew I had to make an appointment, I found it on their website or whatever, and it was like, it was like a three-week wait just to meet somebody, and then when I did mm. meet that person, there were no help at all, and yeah. they were just oh, like, wow. well, um, and I feel like I had good reason to be there and i felt like i had i needed to directly talk to somebody yeah and they were like okay we'll get you into group sessions and i'm like i'm sorry i said i have horrible social anxiety and anxiety you want to put me in a room full of people who are also freaking out about stuff and and i was like there's nothing else you can offer me here and they're like no that's it you you can go to group on fridays it's your only option i was like okay can you delete my information out of your computer? I'm, I'm leaving. I don't, don't keep my don't keep my name and number in your in the cloud. Just spit my name out of your mouth. I'm also always terrified that you know, with any mental health stuff, if you go and talk to somebody, I guess it's because I've seen Shutter Island one too many times. But oh, like yeah. the idea that you could, just by one person believing that you're quote unquote crazy or unstable or whatever, then that can follow you and haunt you. For the, you know, Your the, you can be labeled that and it can never go away. Mm. Shutter Island is such a good movie. Stigmatization of mental health is a problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just and watched Shutter Island. Island again a couple weeks ago. That's a good and, uh, one. Still good. Dude, I've been on, I've been on a tenant kick. I've yeah. Seen it like, <laughs> no. I've seen it like three times now. 
You just bought it yesterday, didn't you? Yeah, it's been like a couple a days. Couple, yeah. Nice. A few days. So yeah. I, we saw it in theaters, which we were kind of skeptical about. But when we got to the theater and, you know, you choose your own seats, we mm-hmm. sat way in the back. And there was not another seat sold when we bought our tickets 10 Fantastic. minutes before the movie. So there's five people in the theater. We were all so far apart. Anyway, yeah. I had heard if you were going to see Tenet, you should really try to see it in theaters. And right. I figured... Who knows how long theaters will be around for. We might as well go see one more big one. It's the only big movie of the year. Right. Yeah. So we went and saw it. Felt very safe about it. And um, I bet it was fantastic. It was I awesome in the theaters, yeah. but it was we saw it on IMAX, and those IMAX screens are too loud. Oh, I feel yeah. like I'm getting old or something, but it's like, the you movie guys... is too... I almost left to go tell somebody to turn it down. <laughs> I was like, the whole... Just stay in your seat. Just stay in your seat. But it was really good, and I... So I've been waiting for it to come out. It came out this week on all the streaming service or the paid streaming sites and stuff so we bought it a few nights ago but we've been trying to knock out some christmas classics so we haven't rewatched it yet but i'm excited for a, a second and third viewing very nice. soon so i own it now so i'll, I'll watch it way too much because i always love dissecting nolan stuff i watched interstellar again chloe makes fun of me because i'll just be scrolling through the streamer and I'll just see Inception or something and just start it. Yeah. Just yeah. like, oh, this. this is what I was talking about earlier. I recently rewatched Inception too. <laughs> yeah. Nice. But that was when I was like, Tenet will be out soon. I should I should watch Interstellar and, and Inception. I had a... Um, Who told me the other day they've never... Ryan. Ryan Cook has never seen Interstellar. And oh, I was like, what are you doing? Ryan. I love that movie. Such a good one. It's one of the best movies. Somebody on Reddit said it was one of the most overrated movies of all time and I got real mad. Yeah. <laughs> I, no. But I love anything space and especially... You know, space and catastrophe and futurism. Futurism. I love all that stuff. So I really enjoy that those one. Movies. Is so good. And the idea of well, okay. Go ahead. Uh, Interstellar's like six years old. You can I, spoil I, that I, one. <laughs> no spoilers for Ryan Cook specifically, but uh, if, Ryan, Ryan, if you're listening, turn hit mute. It I'll tell you when. To, go ahead and hit that 15 second forward uh, button. Yeah. And so go. the idea of a dust bowl catastrophe. Of course, I just remember being so like, just of course we yeah. would have something like a dust bowl. I mean, you know, um, rotten soil. It's all cyclical. And, yeah, dry lack of. Moisture. All right, welcome back, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was a really cool concept, specifically. Yeah, that's not too much of a spoiler. For what takes you can us. rewind and listen to that, Ryan. It's not gonna yeah. mess you up. Okay, so obviously, very random things about movies are very exciting to me. Yeah, I think I think you're right, and yeah, it's an interesting perspective to think mm-hmm. about, and the way that they talk about. They're so far in the future from us. They don't really ever spell out what year it is or anything like that. True. But they're at least a couple generations mm-hmm. before us. Like the uh, the patriarch of the family, John Lithgow, is probably like a little younger than us, I yeah. think. Okay, right. Yeah. So there's two generations of chaos before what happens and unfolds in the movie. Like John least. Lithgow like, might be a Zoomer. Might yeah. be. Yeah, yeah. Because he, he makes a comment. When I was young, they were making something new every day and then... Um, Mm. Uh, Matthew McConaughey says something about when I was young we were just trying to eat you know what I mean and wow. you know and now they're just trying to farm and he was a pilot at some point and there's no careers left in that kind of stuff so yeah anyway a... this has been your interstellar recap fine I want to watch yeah it I love Nolan movies it's worth rewatching I'm only halfway through the rewatch I, I like to watch stuff like that when Jen's like at work or something so she was mm. she got home when I was halfway through so I gotta watch the the dramatic conclusion at some point. I think I'm going to get some water. Do it. All right. We'll keep talking. So back to hair. You've been, okay. I, the, I know a little bit about your journey because I know mm-hmm. that um, you were working in Alabama a lot when a lot. Um, when you, you and Chauncey were first together and married and stuff. And yes. then finally the opportunity came up for you to have 
that they were making, your salon was opening another branch here, basically? Yes. Yeah. And that's where you still work now, right? Yep. What's the name of your place? Hairdo. Hairdo Hairdo. Pensacola. So you work at Hairdo. Mm -hmm. Are you with the same people, some of the same people that you worked with in Yes. Basically, I am, um, I operate the only single chair Hairdo location out of four locations. Mm -hmm. Um, The original location in Daphne, a second Baldwin County location, um, a location in Savannah, Georgia, um, which is managed by a co-owner of the business. Um, and then, yeah, I have my little spot here in Pensacola, um, and our business owner, uh, she occasionally will um, take over my chair. So you said single chair, meaning you're yeah. the only one who works it? Yep. Oh, so you work by yourself most of the time. I work by myself with my <laughs> company. <laughs> so do you, are you in a space that's just you, or is there another? are you working in another salon as I, you're the only chair for that? I, I would say I sublease from okay. a tattoo shop. So I have okay. um, a single chair studio, which is basically a room right. inside of um, a tattoo shop. What shop is it? Sweet Betsy's. See, I didn't know that. That's yeah. really interesting. Sweet I, Betsy Tattoos. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and sometimes her boss has clients in Pensacola, so Correct. she'll come over and work the stage chair for a while yeah. when Chloe's off. Yeah, our business owner and I are the main Pensacola stylist. We gotcha. are, our, our owner does have a an apprentice who hangs around in the Pensacola community, so he might um, come over and learn from me, and um, but I'm really not sure how we would do that. He'd probably just kind of take the load off my shoulders a little bit and also take some hours in that space. Mm. Um, do you so have pretty have, consistent hours? Do you work a lot during the week? Um, well, week to week, I, I'm usually not in the shop unless I'm booked. Right. Um, or unless she I have was. orders. 2020 has changed all this. 2020 sure. shit on me pretty hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I would say, uh, so what are my hours? Um, I make my schedule and my schedule is Tuesday through Saturday. Okay. <laughs> I have, um, I give myself two, three day weekends a month. Tapping on the table. <laughs> um, so yeah, so two three day weeks, uh, three day weekends a month, um, just enough fun. Um, sure. But I don't know, man. This year is weird. Um, everything was chipping right along. I was probably about, I'd say, ninety percent booked most of the time. Yeah. Um, going into March of twenty twenty, um, and then things dropped off the week or two prior to shutdown and the panhandle. And then when I reopened in June, not June, um, late May of 2020, uh, I was probably about 70 or 80% booked at that point. Um, probably spent like a couple weeks in the summer, like 100% booked of my time. But ever since then, it's been kind of hit or miss. And I just really don't know. Yeah. I just don't know. <laughs> this year is just, it's odd. And I, um, I know that people just... Well, what I noticed um, among my existing clientele and the rate of my new clients coming in is it seems like everybody's money ran dry early November. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody. In the restaurant industry, we noticed that, I always noticed in the restaurant industry that right about the time school gets back in. Mm-hmm. It gets it starts to get bad for you probably not so much because you still have to have kids getting haircuts and stuff or right. pe- adults too but like yeah by the time November rolls around especially this it gets November very odd. it gets real dry November was yeah. a, a, a pretty slow month October was worse for us but October September and October are kind of rough yeah but um, so I don't know what to I don't know if thing you know will things turn back because I was um, probably I don't think I'd been this slow during December. 
since like the beginning of my career. Yeah. Um, so that's weird and uncharacteristic of this year. Um, so, so, you know, I don't know. Do you think we're going to push through to the other side? Is this thing going to end and we're, we're going to make it out that stronger and wiser? Or is this just another gigantic cluster that's going to redistribute wealth to the wealthiest and, and just destroy a lot of small businesses? Mm, you know, that's so terrifying to think of because I have spent the last two or three years of my life telling people, convincing people who had moved away that Pensacola has changed so much since you guys left. It's really cool. Yeah. Like, there's so many... Um, that was my, uh, pleading to my friends that they should come check out how cool Pensacola has gotten voice. But I really do believe that, um, something happened in the last handful of years that a lot of people, a lot of my peers, um, found themselves, you know, in situations where they could take familial wealth or take what they have saved in their twenties, <sighs> breaking backs in restaurants and, um, turned into some really cool things, some really cool small businesses yeah. um, that other people, my other peers, um, really appreciate. And uh, a lot of cool things that were really accessible to us. I'm thinking about Chizuko. I'm thinking about Big Jerk Soda. I'm thinking about a lot of awesome things. Our friend Dax with his up-and-coming candle business. Oh, those candles make me so happy. Morgan yeah. Westwood. <sighs> Morgan Westwood, yeah. God. Yeah. Not um, to get crazy about I, the candles. That, his, his, that example just... I don't know yeah. why, but that sticks out to me because yeah. he's a guy who's got a job. He's working hard a lot. And, you know, and that's what this sh- this show has kind of always been conceptually about is people who have a thing that, c- that gets them a platform and then they're able to kind of take mm-hmm. their creative direction in whatever way they want. Right. And I love seeing it. I think you're right. It happens more and more. I think probably everywhere, but yeah. we notice it because we're here and it was not that at all. Right. <clears throat> Ten years ago. You know what I mean? Right. So... So I do worry about what twenty what twenty twenty has done to like the momentum um, of people, uh, all the cool creative people in our peer group. Do you think though that it's maybe that it's possible that this is a, for some people it's obviously not great and it's not helping their small endeavors and things like that. But I think for potentially a lot of people it could be a wake up call that slaving for the quote unquote man yes is not. Is not really that is not as safe as you think it is. Absolutely. So why not do something with your life that you can enjoy and and get something out of and be a member of a community of makers and doers yes. in, in this area. And so I think that is the most frustrating. Um, I think it might be a dichotomy that happened here in 2020 that we see, which is the absolutely I don't want to slave for the man. I don't want to slave for the man. I don't like that because um, now, you know, the, the veil came down and we've seen how that has not suited us for, you know, decades. Right. Hundreds of, but then the man recognizes that this veil has come down also and is actively punishing us for pursuing these things. Yeah. So that's kind of shitty. So I don't know what that means. I think it means, you know, get registered to vote and be aware of your local politicians and um, stuff like that. But, yeah, because I do think that um, I've learned this year that I would much rather um, work harder and retain more of what I'm working for. And for your industry, it's kind of different, especially the way that you're doing it. It's like you have a boss, but you are your own boss at the same time. You're booking your own clients. You're responsible for getting yourself out there. And I'm sure you do all your own social media and stuff like that. 
Yes. And also, that's another problem where I am not a wonderful advocate for myself. And Mm. I don't know what happened in my childhood or my teenage years. I don't know what caused me to be um, humble to a degree that it is borderline hurtful. Um, So I'm hoping 2020 brings some... Yeah, you got to get over that. You got to be able to self promote. And oh. I know, I know that it's hard. Oh, it I don't, makes me sick. Uh, the things that I've not been able to self promote and that I've done that I think were good things, <clears throat> I was probably because I have that same kind of a thing inside right. of me where I'm like, I don't want to seem boastful or proud or whatever those things are. But right. at the same time, <clears throat> when you're doing something cool, you got to let people know people if you want to grow it. That's, That's the true. only way. That's true. You got to talk about it. I, I get embarrassed every time we. <clears throat> To a degree, every time we talk about Big Jerk on here, because I don't want to ever seem like that's the <laughs> only focus, but that is such a big part of my life, and I do want to talk about the things yes. that we're doing because it's uh, to it's, maybe normalize it and you yeah. know let other people know. Hey, it's you okay. Can do this. Talk about yourself. Tell me. Yeah. Email us at potsicola at gmail and tell us what you're doing, or on Twitter at potsicola. Yeah, and you know if you're doing yeah. something cool and we find some time, maybe you'll end up on the show one of these days. Hey, let me uh, tell you something cool. Yeah, tell me something cool that I'm working on. So, uh, I don't know if the podcast knows, but I bought a hot dog cart. Yeah. Yes. And um, I haven't done anything with it. The other day I was talking to one of my friends, and I won't tell you who it is, but he's got a square job, and he wants to go into the food truck industry next year, mm-hmm. and we were talking about doing that together. So, mm. I have renewed uh, mm. energy yeah. about the hot dog cart. Well, I'm stoked about your hot dog cart. It's an all-vegan cart, right? All vegan hot dog. Cart. Yeah, yes. and uh, I've seen the cart. It's very cool looking. Yeah, and I'm excited. It's red. It's so red. Perfect. Of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think it's a great concept, and I think that it would be you'll do really well, especially because of the limited. There's a few vegan trucks out there. I think Aunt Sam's Vegan is one that I know of, and she's not mm. huge or anything like that. I don't know what where she actually sets up or well, how she often only does she does pop ups at yeah. this point is what I'm seeing. She buys soda every once in a while from us, but um. Mm. But yeah, I mean, so there's not a t- there's a, a glut of meat based food mm-hmm. trucks, and if you can mm-hmm. get out there with something different and yeah. that's also Simple, that consistent. meat eaters will also enjoy, I think you you can really yeah nail it. Because oh, if, if I see you out in front dogs. of a bar, I will buy your hot dogs. I'll buy your mm-hmm. hot dog. Yeah, nice. Quick we sold easy. one already. Oh yeah. Do you? When? In the future. Oh, oh, yeah, you got one customer in the books. <laughs> when? <laughs> Tell me where you're going to be. I'll like be first in line. And I'll bring the recorder and we'll, we'll document it. It's How a tenant situation. You've already bought that hot dog. And we're oh. moving in reverse. Yeah, spoilers. Oh, well. So. <laughs> you, whatever you think you know about tenant, you have no idea. Yeah. Fantastic movie. So, yeah, the hot dog cart, that's going to be a wonderful thing. And I, I, um,. 2020 wasn't the year for the hot dog cart. No. Now no, it wouldn't that it's over, I can say that no, I... No, we'd be bummed out. Yeah. yeah. We'd just... We would have lost a bunch of money and nobody would come and, and get the hot and dogs. And eat so and... many fucking hot dogs at home. It is relatively low overhead for you. I know it's going to cost you some money to get it up and running and get licensed and all that stuff. Yeah. Yes. But you only have to buy the hot dogs on the days you know you're going to sell the hot dogs. You know what I mean? Or make them or whatever. So. Yeah, but we have to order them is the thing. Because you're so. ordering specialty vegan stuff. Yeah. yeah the ones that Do they keep in the freezer? Ooh, freezer. Maybe. They're self. They're shelf stable. They're canned. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. They come in a can. Well, there you go. That's at least something where you can you could backstock that stuff, and even if things have yes. dipped, you could just hold on to it and make it back. That's what I need help with is figuring out. Um, I feel like this might be my area. A backstock place, a yeah. place to mm. keep the backstock. We have to have a test. We have to have a prep, prep oh, kitchen. Yeah. yeah, we have to have. 
Um, it, uh, elbow room. Elbow rooms are commissary. Then we have to you have. You guys didn't hear that. A uh, um. A, a manifest of of I don't know what I'm trying to say. Intent business. No, intent? we need to have. I need somebody to like help me make a hot dog on the card, <laughs> so I can work up a protocol. Oh, so you for making you need hot dogs on the you card. You need a consultant yes, to show you how exactly. to how to do it. Yeah, because I've never worked in the food service. I would like to volunteer to help you with that one. Okay, mm. I would happily. That'd be fun. Uh, give yeah. share my food service experience with you. So one of these nights we'll go get the hot dog cart <laughs> and just make some hot dogs on Dude, it. Dude, you know serve what, them up to our friends. You or know whatever. what you should do is you should talk to some of the local brewery owners uh, that we know mm-hmm. and say I want to do a no cost to you pop up or we do we we'll give them away the first time or something just like right. a, a big reveal or donations only or something just to kind of get your feet under you right. nobody gets mad if their hot dog's not right because they didn't have to pay for it or whatever yeah and it's a little bit of cost up front but right. at the same time you kind of you at least it's a it's an event that gets your name out there right. and i know that for instance reed at perfect plane loves it when we do frankskiving oh, out yeah. in front of the the place so uh and he they, no vegan dogs this year though Listen, I don't want to get in a fight. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was. Me and Chloe were putting on our scarves. We were gonna. We were like so excited to go get a hot dog with our friends. I did forget this year, and it was. I I apologize for that. It's uh, I won't make excuses. I should have remembered, but it slipped my mind. It's all right. Very. You had a lot going on. I will say that it's 2020. I probably I do volunteer um, the DKC for one of our first uh, hot dog rolling out evenings. Oh, the barbecue. Yeah. Well, maybe the well. Nah. nah. I don't want to wait till November. I was gonna say I think no. I'd like for us to get all, off our asses. <laughs> Hopefully by a sooner. You know, February or March when Ooh. the vaccines are out there more, right. there'll be there will be more opportunity. Okay. And that you know there there's all kinds of stuff where if you I mean we could do a thing where we open nomadics on a Sunday. Yeah. When nobody else know. you know nobody else has anything going on. And we put you guys right out front or whatever, and mm. they can come in and get drinks for me. Yeah. Um, we, like I said, we can make it an event and have a good time with it and, and okay. draw some people. Wow, y'all. Yeah, let's do it. That's exciting. We have to do all that now. Yeah, no. You guys spoke it into being. Yeah, well, I want to. I've been sitting on that hot dog cart for a year now. I love that hot dog cart. Probably five years since I have Probably no idea. Probably five. <laughs> <laughs> no idea what time is yeah. anymore. One or nine years. Yeah. Ever Something since you like watched that. Tenet, you have no idea what time is. None. Right. Honestly, ever since I saw that one episode, um, I believe called Time Walkers, um, that might not be the exact episode title, of Castle Rock Season 1? Oh, it's Castle yeah. Rock Season 1. With um, What's Her Beautiful Self um, from Carrie, that actress, Sissy Spacek, oh, yeah. playing um, the grandmother. And she has dementia. Yeah. So time is meaningless to her in some way? In some way, and, and I think one of the younger people in the family, if I recall correctly, says something about calling the grandmother a time walker. And, oh. um, yeah, as it, and maybe she read it in her little like sci-fi book or something. And I thought that was such a wonderful way to describe people who have a hard time um, Because they do jump back and forth, and when time. they see people, they think they're people from their past and not their, their they're present. Time stuff. Yeah, sometimes they're here, and sometimes they're in another time. And really, you know, fuck you for judging, because you're going to be there too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to find articles about what to do to prevent me from getting dementia because it does not seem like a good way to go. It doesn't seem like an awesome time, no. Especially since Jen's a bit younger than me, I don't want to. 
burden her with taking care of a crazy guy. Mm, that would be a bummer. That's a, not a nice way to say it. A guy who's incapacitated to the point that he doesn't know who people is. People who people are. <laughs> I also forgot is. grammar in 2020. <laughs> I don't even know who you people is. <laughs> so, Chloe, where do you think, where do you see yourself going with your career in hair? Mm. Where do you take, do you just keep trucking and learning new styles and figuring out ways to, like you say, kind of better people's lives as you go? Well, I'd like to get into a little more. I need to get back into education. So I do need to learn some more styling and stuff in 2020. uh, Excuse me, 2021. Because there was not a lot of education in 2020. Not in person or anything. So, um, Do Do you ever have a desire to be an educator, kind of like Nick does? You know... I think earlier in my career I thought about that a lot, but I don't think about it as much anymore. Um, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. I don't think I... Uh, You're not much for standing in front of people don't with love a it. microphone. Don't love it. It makes me wildly uncomfortable. So, And, of course, that's yeah. something that could be, you know, overcome if I felt the need to spread education to more people. Fuck your discomfort. But I, <laughs> right. But I really also am uncomfortable by just, like, you know, being in crowds of strangers in general. So I think where I'll be... Um, combating that more as went as i try to um move hairstyling my hairstyling uh to more people i really want to i really want to do a lot more uh mutual aid through hair okay. i which i don't know i don't know what that means but that's like my but then also i have to make sure that what i'm doing is sustainable because mutual aid is not something that um lines anyone's pocket so i have to figure out what I need to do um, with uh, maybe more luxury services and um, making sure that I retain and fully commit myself to the people that come into my salon space for, um, you know, really awesome um, upscale hairstyling. I also have to point out that I have to follow um, my clientele and the clientele that I've been receiving more and more um, this year, which is technically only entering my second year in Pensacola, mm-hmm. but um, I'm finding that a lot more, uh, uh, a lot more genderqueer people, um, people who exist outside of the normal gender, um, sexual orientation, uh, identity spectrum are coming to me. So that's interesting, and I feel like I need to. So you're learning um, about that what that community wants and needs. Yeah, and that I apparently have something to offer them. And I think it's important for me to um, look back at that and, like, make sure that I'm taking good care of these people. So I think that's going to take my career in some different places. And um, it's already uh, forced me to educate myself, um, be more self-aware, be more mindful of how I present myself and Mm -hmm. how I carry myself, both with these awesome people who trust me um, to do work for them, but also how I, I... speak um and behave myself in other circles so that's been kind of cool and i don't know what the hell's happening there but i really appreciate these people and i love that um what i'm doing in hairdo pensacola is something that benefits that community this is a problem that the hair hair community's had for a while right because like gendered services are correct are correct very odd there's price discrepancies that make absolutely no sense between barber styling and women's hair styling um so that makes uh, women's hairstyling inaccessible, maybe, to um, lower-income trans women who don't have experience with that or uh, understand how to save and prepare and 
um, book out accordingly for things like that. It's a lot of cool stuff. I mean, not cool stuff, problematic stuff, but areas where I have an opportunity to grow. It's an interesting opportunity. For and you. Yeah, morph sense. and do stuff that's kind of different. And, and really, there's not a lot of... Um, this is new territory for the hair world. Is sure. is breaking down old world gender binaries um, that are hurtful to people. Yeah. So that's kind of weird. So I don't know. I don't know. Like I know that I, I can tell that I'm on the precipice of um, some really different stuff in my hairstyling. But I don't know if that means um, the technicality of what I'm doing. I always want to hone in my artistic skills and keep that in the forefront of what I'm doing. But also, um, I don't know, just making my work accessible to. Um, all kinds of cool people who deserve to feel good. Sure. Uh, and in punk rock hairstyling, um, that creates a very wide range of things that I can do creatively. So try to think that about like that. That sounds like a fun niche, niche to get into. Yeah, yeah. So, a good way to grow. Yeah, and it's so cool because it's not something that I necessarily plotted out for myself um, eight years ago. Mm-hmm. I didn't really see that on the horizon. The and, ability to grow like that and change and pivot yeah. is what's going to keep us all living remain I teachable i yeah. want to learn things and and uh and be open to the things that um that i need to learn and that's kind of hard to identify sometimes yeah. is um information knocking at your door saying like hey you need this and it's going to benefit you so that's kind of hard picking what kind of education i would even want to learn um going into 2020 well it sounds like you've at least got an idea that could guide you in that decision making process yeah that's kind of where i am it's an idea and a feeling i don't know emotional follow decision. that gut yeah I was follow like, it I don't know, but emotional decision making they say is tough stuff. But and yeah. those emotions are my like my my um, feelings of devotion to the um, sweet people who have uh, come knocking on my door. So mm. I don't know. I don't know at all. Doing hair, you know, just having my creative freedom, but also trying to figure out some kind of five year plan as it pertains to my hair career and um, the people that I work alongside. I have to remember like what I want for myself and hair affects. My hair team. I work yeah. for another company. So I, um, I'm i pretty bad. I think Shansi would uh, agree that I'm pretty bad about caring about everyone else at work as much as myself, uh, both in and out of work, hmm. uh, which is a little exhausting. But and I you, think, So you say you care too much or not enough for these other folks? Oh, well, I, I you care, care too much about what's going on with them or not enough about them. Right. I know you care for them. I but. think that being removed from them physically helped me not completely um, devote all my time and energy to how my whole entire team was behaving. Gotcha. So, so maybe it was too much, but not not so much anymore. At least I know. think that's healthy, though. I don't. I don't can't have to get be... too wrapped up in the drama of wherever, whatever career you're in, wherever everybody else is doing. I mean, I have friends Correct. in other fields, square jobs, as Shanti called them earlier, that it's just like, <laughs> you know, they're always just so upset about what Cindy did, you know, in the break room. Or Not a good what thing. She, why her emails are formatted improperly. And it's right. just like, man, that stuff's going to... We have so much going on at take home. Take you to an early grave. Yeah. <laughs> right. We should not be worrying about things like that in the workspace. No. And I will say that, <laughs> you know, you said five-year plan. If, if that's something you can pull together, that's awesome. <laughs> but... At the same time, I've never been able to do that. I mean, and now <laughs> and it's more okay. than ever. Yeah, I, you know, I think, but I think don't stress yourself out too much about it. You know, those things kind of fall into place, and pictures become clearer. I, I've tried to force myself to plan ahead on things, and it's just like I have this whole idea and this vision, and then it just doesn't happen because of yeah. this or that. And it's and instead, I figure the, the whole like kind of for me, the roll with the punches vibe kind of ends up working a little bit better, yeah. like where. I have a, like a blurry vision 
And every day that I make a decision, I'm getting closer to that vision and it's coming clearer and more into focus rather right. than just saying, this is what has, this is my five and 10 years goal that have to happen or else I'm not succeeding. Right. You know what I mean? Blurry vision. Blurry vision. A myopic. Bringing yeah. it into focus. Yeah. It like scared me a few years back. I realized I didn't have any long-term goals anymore. <laughs> I had done all my long-term goals. Oh yeah. You reached, you reached like, them. I'm married. I, I have a nice tattoo career. I, you know, I. Have that Spooky. nice motorcycle out there. Yep, you're an artist. She's back. I'm an artist. I'm an, I'm a real artist, yep. not just a tattoo artist. Bonafide. Yeah, I sell paintings now. Oh my god! If you're interested in buying a painting, hit me up. I got some. <laughs> I got some left over. Chauncey has some new policies. So you have to pay in advance, so just do that. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I did have a situation where someone decided not to pay me for work I had already done. Unfortunate. And I think that happens to a lot of artists, and it's sad that it happens like that, but it's a certain type of client, and I should have seen her coming a mile away, and I, I did, to be honest. <laughs> but it's the holidays. But, you got to make that money. Yeah, it was the holidays. I wanted the money, and it didn't work out. you got to roll those dice sometimes. It actually worked out better your way. from that You told one, me you got a couple extra gigs yeah, for that, right? from that one thing, I got two or three other gigs. So. You know who you are. We know you're listening. Yeah. A little better I'm gonna ban. I'm gonna go blocker. <laughs> Just remove, excise that tumor from your life. Yeah, I did. That's been done. Well, I'm really excited about this space you're creating, Chloe. This um, oh. safe space for seems like all people. I know you've had some trouble in the past with clients that had differing political views, and then bringing them to your chair and. Yeah vomiting them all over your Dreadful mirror stuff. well you go see justin do you still go to whites ever <laughs> yeah not white uh, it's he's back at whites oh yeah he went back gosh. to whites oh, yeah. but like i am not in the i'm not in my comfort zone my bubble when yeah. i'm in there anymore. you know what i mean like yeah i do sweet justin so yeah we love him i just talk to justin when i'm in there i try to zone out and like yeah. forget all the other stuff going on in the barbershop it hasn't been super bad the last couple of times i've been in there but you know the last time i went it was a nobody wearing a mask situation Ooh. including the barbers and i was just kind of like oh man so yeah i don't like that i was gonna say i have this really bad habit that i feel like i've developed in 2020 which is um i don't know if i do it as much when i'm around Chauncey. i i think i'm I'm a little more of my um, aggressive goblin self, maybe, when I'm not around him. I don't know. But uh, when I'm in, as I call it, mixed company, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm having a very bad time with this year, yeah. I am I am loudly and aggressively, um, what, what would you call it? Opinionated. Uh, Opinionated. <laughs> I I make my opinion. That's the mean term that men say about women, right? She, am, she's just very opinionated. She, she's a, hysterical. I am a little fiery, as they say. Fiery. Yes. Yeah. So hysterical have, is such a horrible term. Isn't it dreadful? The hysteria, as they call Comes it, comes from her the dystopian tubes. Something about that dreadful stuff. So, um, no, I I don't know. I just can't resist the urge because it's almost like me getting back at these people who I've watched be so antagonistic and hateful everywhere they go to nobody, to everybody for no reason. So, yeah, I do have to be a little bad about, you know, yelling about, well, it'd be de- terrible if nobody was wearing masks or, you know, I mean, I would never do that because that's 
you know, I maybe throw out the word fascist, <laughs> um, you know, so I just can't help myself. So I have to be mindful of where I take myself so that I don't get anxious, irritable or in trouble. <laughs> yeah. So and I think a lot of that has come from me being one on one with my very darling clients or respectful clients if they feel different. Um, my only hairdo Pensacola, hairdo Pensacola client that was openly in support of um, a certain 45th president of the United States um, no-showed me the next time he uh, was scheduled to come in. So I guess that handled itself. I don't know. I was really nice to him um, as I explained how I disagreed. So sure. I don't know. I don't know. It was funny to watch her go from, like, <laughs> worrying about him when he didn't show up to being, like, good fuck him. Listen, yeah. he could also be <laughs> dead. And I hate to say that. And I almost don't want to know if that is the case. Um, He's not I, dead. He just doesn't like that you don't think the same way he does. I love that he went ahead and set up the appointment. He said, oh, I'll get her. Oh. <laughs> I'll get her. Uh, I saw a video <laughs> on did. on the internet this week of... Uh, Two guys walking into a Denny's with their camera phones already on. Uh-oh. And she, the girl, the poor girl working the front was like, "I, you have to wear a mask. It was in a state that has a statewide mask mandate right it's, now. Yeah, it's illegal and to they started them. spouting off whatever silly bullcrap about being uh, discriminated against and this and that. And she's just like, she said, I quit. Ray, oh, no. Ray, Ray, I'm quitting. I can't do this anymore. You know, that whole, she's like yelling at her manager in the back and he comes out and he's like, yeah, there's a statewide mask mandate. You have to wear a mask. And there's like, well, you're, the Constitution says this and our freedom of this and this and that. And he's just like, yeah, you have to wear a mask. It's a state mandate right now. And they're like, well, you're going to lose our business. And he was like, yeah, okay. we know. We asked you to leave. Like, you, you don't want your business. We're fine. But I think that, you know, that's the place we're at. If you want, if you, you, you kind of have to seek out the places that are yeah. aligning. And to some degree... It's better to put your dollar, you know, we always talk about putting your dollar where your mouth is or, you know, that's, that's how you, that's your vote by where you spend your dollars. And so seek out the businesses that align Mm -hmm. with you. And if, and even in that guy's case, if he should be going to somebody who (laughs) believes the same way he does. I should get him linked up with my other client's former hairstylist that she had to stop seeing because the stylist had Trump 2020 stickers on her mirror. Mm. That's, I should have gotten... Those yeah. two I can still operate <laughs> with people who have just stickers, I guess. I do have to a little bit just because, you know. Work, man, work. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think. I try to keep my business, mm-hmm. business apolitical to yes. the extent that it's morally acceptable to me. Right. Um, and we don't, we don't really, we don't, we try not to, because it doesn't, it's just not healthy for us to right. alienate half of the people in the country. Right. But. Yeah, Once we, y'all I mean, get in your bag and y'all are, you know, out there competing if, with Coca-Cola, you can, you know, right. make a beautiful commercial that is all about inclusivity and against hatred. But you're not there yet. But at the same so. time, I do. I have told people that they can't uh-huh. come in our business without a mask on. Right. And if they don't you like it, they serious. can take their... And, I'm, and I mean that. Uh-huh. Like, it's okay with me if you don't agree with me and you don't want to spend your money with me. I regret that. I'm happy to bring your stuff outside to you if you don't want right. to wear a mask. But that's not what they want. They want to make their little... Toddler stomp, foot in the sand. Yes, you know exactly. what I mean. They it's want to. A s- I told these folks that came stomp. in. I was like, "You guys got masks on you?" Because everybody knows they have to have a mask with them when they're downtown Pensacola, right. or that there's mask stuff going on, or that some businesses might require it, or whatever the case is. And when they say they don't have any, it's like, okay, 
Well, you have to have a mask, but I'm happy to, if you want to tell me what you want, I'll bring it out to you. And right. like, no, we're not going to, we're going. Uh, they just wanted mm-hmm. to know. <laughs> yeah, and that's fine because yeah. frankly, I just don't want people, and I'm uh, I'm even more over the people not wanting to wear a mask than I was in the previous weeks. It's like, right. especially after seeing that Denny's video, because all you're doing, they don't know that I'm not an employee, that I'm an owner. They think that I'm an employee or whatever, and that's right. fine. But the point is, you're, they didn't harass me. They left quietly and quickly on their own, and that's fine. There was no big scene or anything. It was just like the attitude was there. But if anybody gave me the kind of crap or one of my f- employees or co-owners the kind of crap that... They gave that girl, which was just for attention, internet clout, whatever they, they want. If they, if I'm, don't do that in, in nomadics because right. it's not going to, not going to fly. I'm not going to, I'm not talking about being like physically violent or anything like that, but you might I'll trespass you. I will call the police immediately because <laughs> yeah. the, the right of the private business is to refuse service to anyone. And if I tell you you can't be there anymore and you stay, you're trespassing yeah. and I can get the law involved and I and we yep. won't hesitate to do that so nice. if that offends you or upsets you because of masks you're welcome to not come I'm sorry mm. we will we love you and we want your business but we, we won't tolerate you putting other people's safety at risk correct Ooh, sorry it felt good I got hot I didn't mean to <laughs> I'm just so over it I'm just so you over seeing it. people picking on poor employees of yes. businesses that have rules and states that have rules and just walking on them mm-hmm. because of some perceived injustice towards them because yes. they have to put a piece of cloth on their face for a few minutes mm-hmm. a majority for a few minutes a few you're minutes in... <laughs> yeah. and you know in nomadics it's literally the time it takes you to get from the door to the register to order your drinks and then you can sit down inside and take your mask off while you're drinking or eating right. or you can go outside and take your mask off it's not like i'm asking you to wear one when you're in your car when you're walking down the street right. or exercising or right. whatever the hell <laughs> your breath might be doing right weird it, 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 is it just because their breaths are so bad? They just don't want to smell their own breath? Yes, right. people with bad breath don't want to wear masks. Right. That's the only reason why. Um, and we're not even going to talk about schools that can't enforce mask policies but are still enforcing, like, uh, <coughs> short-length yeah. policy, tucked-in shirt, proper belt, sock, etc. Shit. Ridiculous. <laughs> Insanity. I saw this thing that said, refusal to comply with... Um, mandates about masks and other social issues right now to do with the virus is directly correlated to uh, lower cognition. And there was a comment under the article that said, I don't know what low cognition is, but I'm not wearing a mask. Good. <laughs> it's like, yes, yes, we know. Good. We know. Good. 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 Well. And, and I should, and I, I want to be clear. I don't think that everyone who doesn't want to wear a mask is dumb, but I do think you're being selfish. Mm. There we go. And I don't want to wear a mask either, but I do it when I can. I'm tired of wearing a mask, but I still wear it. I'm a goth kid. I'm having fun. I like that thing about how. I really enjoy it. I like that thing about how. The mask is like a, uh, a a great equalizer for people. Like if you're a little ugly and you're wearing a mask, you look mm-hmm. a little better. If you're too pretty and you wear a mask, it's like Brings everybody's down, everybody's attractiveness levels are are equaling out. Now my yeah. beard flies all, all the sides of my mask, so yeah, I'm sure it's yeah. not helping me any, but. I feel like it makes me worse because the masks are usually so small and you can see them in the middle of my face. Right. And I'm and half the time I'm Kermit the Frog in it. It's in my mouth and I'm talking like oh, yeah. It's stuck. I found a few good masks that don't do that, but for the most part they're really precious. It's really frustrating when you're wearing one talking. Talking in a mask is hard, but it's harder when you have tattoo gloves on cuz you mm. can't touch your mask. So yeah. it just like rides up to the bottom of your yep. lip and yep. down on top of your nose. 
I have trouble when I'm on the phone. I always want to pull it off when I'm on the phone because I feel like you can't hear me through a mask, even though I know that my brain knows that's not logical, but my body, my my mind's telling me yes, and my body is telling me no. Yep, yep. I just talk really loudly, so can't be in the store and be screaming into my phone through my mask. Yep. Well, thank you to everybody who is doing their part and and trying. Shout out to people who still care about other people. Yeah. You're rare, and we appreciate you. It's true. Mm-hmm. So now what? I was doing a good job. I didn't breathe in sharply and start a new topic. I was waiting. Yeah. I was oh. giving it a beat. I'm trying to be more mindful in 2020. What's left of it? Mm. By 2021, I'm out. No more mindfulness. This is the last podcast of 2020. Mm. Yeah. We hope you've enjoyed it. Yeah, so don't forget to send us some stuff about your Christmas traditions. Yeah, hit us you up could, on Twitter. You could probably hit us up with, if you have like a New Year's resolution or something. Whenever we get back, we'll talk about, you know. I think we changes. have a Facebook page, too. Mm. We have an Instagram, for sure. Mm. An Instagram. We're not very active. Don't we have an Instagram? No, that's Ed Skolabowski. My bad. Hmm. <laughs> Listen, just email us or put it on Twitter. or fo- I, We do have a Facebook page. Put it on Facebook. First person to post on Facebook. <laughs> gets a mention on the next episode yeah we'll let you sponsor the next episode the first episode of 2021 three two one go to your computer go do it tell us about your christmas traditions this is some tenant shit yeah (laughs) yeah manifesting it now but it won't happen for three more days yeah well thank you for coming on chloe we you know obviously we i see you every time i'm over here and it's always a pleasure to see you but it's nice to hear some more in-depthness about your career and your story and where you're headed and the things you're doing and what you're passionate about. I really appreciate that. It was my pleasure talking to you guys and getting my time in the limelight. I really enjoyed it. Yep. And my wife wants to do the, uh, the wife's abide. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. So I'm, 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 maybe we bring it back with that as our intro episode for the next season or something. Or the yeah. Gulf of Wives. The Gulf of Wives? The Gulf is that of what it is? Bi- Wait. Uh, the Gulf of Brides? The Gulf okay. of Brides? The Brides Ooh, Abide? Something. I, I forget. Really Gulf of Brides. I'm really not sure at all. <laughs> Gulf well, of y- Brides. Y'all start thinking about who you want a guest to be, and we'll set the table up, mm-hmm. and we'll sit in the other room for a while and let y'all go at it. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, y'all. Thanks for listening. See you next year. See you next year.